people and fellow whiners and welcome to another episode of a little something to whine about with your host Siobhan Camille and Ta'e Michelle where we whine while we whine w-i-n-e about life love relationships and culture because sometimes you just have to whine a little it's just a little bit Wednesday guys it's the end of the month and that means that we are doing this for the culture. <laughs> this is that. Um, so for the culture is uh, fourth Wednesday. We're going to talk about all things black. Because I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black and I'm black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm bleeding. I'm sorry. That's Yo. my favorite part of that movie. It really is. That's fine. Because I just watched the, uh, the little remix. I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black, I'm black. I was, I was watching because these girls was dancing to it. I mean, get it. I saw it on uh, Instagram. So while you was doing that, I was about to say, thinky, thinky, thinky remix. But I'm, I'm with you, though. I'm with you. You know, Fourth Wednesday, Black History Month is next <laughs> next week. So, but we're going to do this yep. early because we black all year. And so every Fourth Wednesday, we... Amen. For the culture. And today, we will be talking about not black enough. Anyway, so... Whether this is your first time with us or you are a regular winer, grab your glass of red, white, rosé, sparkling cider. Protein uh, shake. Whatever it takes for you. Whatever it takes for you. And join us on the couch. <laughs> yes. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. If you, hopefully, you guys, if you're listening to this on audio, Spotify, 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 just jump right on over to YouTube and you'll see why there's a lot of giggles and laughter going on. Um, I have to finish my dinner uh, in the course of, you know, this recording. So if you see my protein shake, that's what it is. I hope you guys are having a wonderful week and your January 1 of 2022. Um, it's going well. I have accepted a challenge for myself. I um, mean, the whole journey of fitness, and we'll talk about that soon. Um, so, in lieu of that, I will not be drinking a wine today. I will sip on this here wonderful water in my beautiful wine glass. Because I have started my fitness program again and I at least want to um, give my body that jolt before I introduce, you know, the wine back. So this week will be my, I'm going to sip on water with our uh, non-alcoholic fans and friends and fellow winers and our maybe even rehabilitated alcoholics. You know, I'm going to be with y'all today. We're we going to sip on this here water. Okay. Um, so, Siobhan, tell us what, what you're whining on today, madam. So, I am whining with wine. And <laughs> we are still, we are still, we are in this Stella Rosa guy. We, the sweet, sweet 
January Stella Rosa. <laughs> the sweet, the sweet sounds. The sweet sounds are over, guys. Thank God. Okay, so this is the last one. We've made it. January is over, so this is going to be the last, you know, that's it. Stella Rosa was the brand of January, and it's going out the door. So, and it's kind of funny because what do you, why do you usually celebrate sparkling or what? Rosé. We have a rosé. <laughs> it's supposedly a six. That's my side eye if you can't see me. If you listening and aren't watching on YouTube, side eye that six because we don't believe you. Um, Stella Rosa, this is a originale collection. It is the rosé. It says it's a semi-sweet. I, I I don't know, guys. I don't know. We're here. We're here at the end. So quite frankly, this is happening. This is happening, and I'm not really caring one way or another too much. I'm not going to pour a lot of this. It sparkles. <laughs> Got a little bit. Okay. The bubbles happening. Your, your sound sounds a little different now. I don't know if maybe you hit a chord. No, because my mic's over here. I didn't touch it. Okay. Okay, I'm just it just sounds a little different. Uh, no. Um, so it's bubbles. We got a little bit of bubbles happening. We'll see what happens with it. It's a stellar room. point. All right, I have to take another pause for the calls because I gotta do my last second to last check-in for the evening. Y'all, this program is for real. Um, if you don't know. So sorry. I don't know if you want to blink me out. But uh, I got to do this here, check it, show that I drink my protein shake. Protein shake gone. Okay. It's, it's just that quick, like, y'all heard me talk about it before. If you haven't, join us for, uh, uh, for our Journey to Fitness episode that will be coming up later <laughs> every fifth wednesday so whenever the next fifth wednesday that, that, that's a while that's i don't while. think that's until like march so that's why i was like well, you know later um and if you don't know go back to previous episodes watch that um like and subscribe um and listen to us talk about our whole journeys to fitness and the things that we have done along the way but a lot. Been a lot. it has been a lot. It, it's a journey. That's what they, that's what it's called. And in this journey, um, in that journey, there's another journey. And the journey that I'm talking about is my, my personal blackness, um, being questioned. And a lot of time my blackness I mean, of course, when you're black, when we talk about your blackness being a question, we're talking about it from other black people. I mean, this is for the culture. I every listen, everybody can watch this. Everybody's invited. Clearly, it's public. Absolutely. But this is you're all have a seat at the table. But but please know that, but don't say nothing at this table unless. I mean, it's a time for everybody. I don't go to I don't go to There's a time and a place for everything. There's a time and a place for everything. So if you're choosing this time and this place to join us and you can't relate to the discussion, it's okay to sit and listen. 
that's how you learn. That's that's exactly how you learn. Um, however, for all my melanated people, some of y'all might feel attacked. It is what it is. Some of you might strongly disagree and have a whole lot of opinions, and we don't care. It is what it is. We are speaking from our side, our experience, and the pros and cons to that. Um, and we also going to speak some facts. That's one. Two, I don't mind checking my own culture, period. Because that's part of what, what, that is part of some of the problem, a part of why some of the problem exists within our cultures because we won't check our culture. So if you don't, if you, you, you're melanated and you don't want to feel checked, this might not be the episode for you, period. Um, and I'm, I'm going to leave it at that. But the topic for today is, am I black enough? Some of you may be wondering why. Um, it's because a lot of times in both of our experiences, and I'm pretty sure in some others, in some circles, you are told, oh, oh, you ain't black if you don't do this. Oh, you're not black if you haven't experienced this. Oh, you're not black if that's not your story. And I wanted to, not I, well, I did, but we both wanted to kind of like y'all know we scratched the surface surface a little bit we might get a little deep but this is a conversation that could possibly go on forever forever and ever and ever and ever so we won't say we're gonna scratch the surface a little bit and you might get a little uncomfortable with this um who are you to tell me i'm not black enough because i haven't had the typical or stereotypical experiences that are portrayed through media and entertainment um, for example, let's talk movies, because Siobhan and I were talking about this briefly just a few days ago. Let's talk movies. <clears throat> there is a stigma that if you haven't watched certain Black cinema, that, you know, you'll hear your other people say, oh, you're not black if you don't watch this. Oh, you, you, you know, your black card is revoked. They got a whole game, black card revoked. Um, I lose at that game every time because clearly um, I'm not black now. Uh, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, and it, the stigma is movies wise, even books, if you want to go that far, Cold black people, mm -hmm. drug dealers, mm -hmm. um, Uncle Tom's, uh, bootstrappers, um, basically everything poor, poor, poor and illegal, and pretty much. Honestly speaking, even with this young lady. Growing up in Southeast DC, that wasn't the only place I lived, but that was where I spent the bulk of my life. South Place, South Place, Southeast DC, 
which most people look at, oh, you lived in Southeast, you get up. I didn't have that experience growing up. I didn't have seeing drug dealers on my street. And I lived on Minnesota Avenue. I didn't have that experience. I didn't have oh Mook Mook and Juju and and little so and so. You know, we 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 didn't have that on the on the street that I lived on. That wasn't our experience. We didn't have the 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 typical co black experience. That's we didn't. I we, I didn't grow with that to the point where my um, friends, when they came to our house, literally would ask us if we were rich. And please believe, by all means, we are. We were not. <laughs> but the welfare experience didn't have that. Now I will say my mother was on public assistance um, when I was extremely young. And it wasn't because my, my father was always there. She just needed some help. And through that, she ended up working for DHS, which she has been there now for 30 plus years. So but before that, she was going to school for nursing. I remember my dad being small and my dad actually picking her up from school for nursing. So that's, we didn't have, I didn't have the typical black experience. So when I tell people this, it's, oh, oh, you lived in Southeast? You had to be. No, actually, I, we, we played all up and down our street. Actually, we sold, um, we made and sold beads and jewelry. We put on talent shows. This is outside on the block. We skated up and down the road. We rode our bikes around the block. We took walks with our parents around the neighborhood. We, we had programs and we walked to the park. We went skate. We did all of this. So, no. The boys in the hood, the don't be a menace, the all of that, the Friday, that wasn't my experience. And in fact, even my friends, who asked us if we were rich, that wasn't even their experience. Exactly. So it's the matter, well, why is, why is this, why, why am I not black enough because I didn't have that experience? Why am I not black enough because I don't want to watch that? Have I seen it? Absolutely. And I hated it. Every bit of it. I hated it. I still don't like it. I won't let my children watch it. My husband and I have that conversation all the time. Why? Yes. Do I know those are good uh, movies to watch? They have great morals. If that's the lifestyle you live in, absolutely. But if I don't live that lifestyle, you teaching me something that my parents have been telling me 
from day one of my life or parents, even if it's a single family home. So why do I have to, why, why do I have to expose my children to that? Oh, it's a classic because of what? Not because of the message. That's not why it's classic. If you want to be honest. So why, why, why do I have to, why am I not black enough? That's always my question. Why am I not black enough? Because I don't like the stereotypical black, black films and TV shows and stereotypical things that the world says black people do. Yes, I know I do black people. I was about to say, I do black people stuff, but and I went black. But it's certain things and certain things, a lot of things that are portrayed, I don't know nothing about. And I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. And I get tired of hearing, oh, you stuck up, you bougie. Because I I I didn't live the hood experience. I won't say ghetto because we was we was in the ghetto. <laughs> But this is the thing I will say to that, though. <clears throat> couple, couple things. Number one, okay, let's, let's, this, there's two parts. Number one, let's, it's a lot. It's a lot. But let's, let me address, first of all, the, the movie side and why they're classics. I understand why they're classics. The classics for the same reason that the black exploitations are classics. Because you had a lot of black people on screen when that was not really the case, and it did relatively well in the box office or underground it became very popular right. for what was projected for that type of movie for and i understand was, that for what was out so i i'm not knocking the classics and i say this to someone who even when it comes to like even when it comes to classic literature even for from like a white standpoint right even when you talk about like the english classics or the british classics or the american classics let me tell you what Nine times out of ten, personal opinion, most classics overrated. Overrated. I literally last year spent a good chunk of my time reading the classics. I couldn't stay. I never finished Dracula. It's dry. I mean, Chardonnay on crack dry, okay? It's, you can't even get the R out. It's sucking it. It's, it's, it's that dry. It's bad. I love Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hot. That was actually good. And I knew where the story was going, but it was well written. Um, I had to finish System Sensibility on Auto because Audible because I was just like, I'm not gonna finish reading that. It took me seven months to read that thing. Um, but having said that, the Tenant of Whitefell Hall, which is not even really considered a classic. I think Bronte is considered a classic, right? That's not a classic book per se, but that book right. was awesome. And I read that book in the middle of reading Dracula because Dracula was so dry. I was like, just, just give me a romance. You need something. I need give something. Give me something else, okay? Shakespeare, hit or miss. Like, the classic. I enjoy Shakespeare. Hit or miss depends on depends on the play, man. Hit or miss. Okay, me. I'll give you that too because there are some I'd be like, depends. But that's with any and that's with any writer. I mean, I have the ones that I I really like. Uh, Oscar Wilde, love him. Sarcastic, <laughs> sarcastic little snarky guy, love him. Um, but the classics as a whole that I read, reading even reading like famous British literature was like a lot of this is overrated, boy. Classics. Classics get that name because they changed something. And it's not always good. It's not necessarily always bad either. It's just, it was a change. 
a lot of your black exploitation movies are classics because they did what they did when they did them. We can go back and watch them. Let me tell you, I have an uncle that quotes from the Mac. Like when I was a kid, he was like, you ever seen the Mac? You ever seen the Mac? Like, it, let me tell you, I didn't see the Mac until I was 23 years old. And I will also say that age, age plays a part. That's, we'll get there. I, yeah. I had I watched the Mac when my uncle kept bringing it up. And I mean, my uncle talked about this movie from the time. The first time I remember him bringing up the Mac, I was like eight years old. Yes, eight years old, okay? He always brought this up. Even when my nickname became Mac in college, my best friend gave me the nickname Mac in college. I still had never seen the Mac. I didn't see the Mac till I was 23, 24 years old. I bust out last. That's number one. Number two is also I realized, yo, I didn't realize how many quotes from that movie are part of pop culture. That's another thing that makes a classic. People just quote it throughout pop culture. The same when I watched... Sound of Music for the first time when I was 20. I watched a lot of movies for the first time. I was like 23, 24. I had time. I didn't realize how many songs for the Sound of Music I actually knew. And I had never seen the Sound of Music in my life. Never had nobody I knew had the soundtrack. Mary Poppins for me. That's that's what that you was. Know, I was like, I, when I saw Mary song. Poppins, same thing. But the Sound of Music caught me because I was like, I know that song. I know that song. I know that song. I know that song. Good Lord, I know this entire, I know every song in this movie. But I've never seen this movie. But I've never seen this movie. <laughs> So I understand classics. I guess my thing with that is, yeah, I just think that the subject matter and the topics in Black classics tend to suck flat. As far as like ghetto, right? Here's what I need people to understand. The ghetto is a place. And honestly, it's just Jewish. It's a Jewish word. It's Hebrew for neighborhood. It's a Jewish word for neighborhood. That's all ghetto means is neighborhood. Okay? It's a place. It is also a culture and you do not, you can live in the place and not be of the culture. Here's why I say, I have a friend who, uh, my godson's, my godkid's mama, right? Hood as they come. I will call her hood. I will not call her ghetto. To me, I consider hood better than ghetto. Personal, there's levels. And to me, ghetto is at the bottom because ghetto, ghetto has no sense. Okay, to me, my mind, ghetto, if you, if I'm like, oh, she's ghetto, she has no sense, no coos, no tack, no nothing. Hood to me is like, you raw in these streets, but you do what you do with sense. That's the difference to me. And to me, he has always been hood. And I've always, I've been always been around hood people. I can't do ghetto people in the ghetto. I can do hood people in the ghetto. I can do hood people in the hood. There's... But it's a place and it's also a culture. And the problem is we need to start acknowledging as a people that quite often a lot of stuff that's mentioned about us has duality. And so it's often a place and a culture and they don't have to be the same thing. Correct. Even, Even being Black, period. Because quite frankly, in this country, if you define Black, it just means you're of sub Saharan African descent. That's it. That, that's literally the definition of sub-Saharan African descent. That's the definition. And because you have this wide range of what that means, it's not even like a percentage. It's not even like 50%, 25%. That's why you will have Beyonce, Halle Berry, Zendaya, all considered Black. Me, Viola Davis, Lupita Nyong'o, all considered Black. Danae Guerra, um, Zoe Saldana considered black, and I, I acknowledge that she's Dominican, but guess what? She's also of African heritage. So when you talk about black, are you talking about this the other thing? People say black. What do you? I, I always ask what you mean because black can mean of the African diaspora. Black can mean black American, which is a very specific, uh, very thing. specific. Yep. 
very specific one thing. Are you talking black in the general? And we throw in Nigerians, Haitians, Jamaicans, and everybody else. And they're like, what are you saying anyway? So if you're going to tell somebody that they're not black, what blackness? Like, are you talking about black American? Are you saying, oh, you're not black American enough? Because, or are you just saying like, you're not black as in, well, I'm not part of the African diaspora. Like, what do you, what do you mean? By well, see, you're, but this you're is, right. not, this is who That's I am. It. This is who I am. You're that, you're that person. I'm that person. Most of us know they mean Black America. Like, to be honest with you. Like, when you say you Black, they, oh, Black America. It's like, because also worldwide, we are pretty much the only country that really has, like, an issue. Like, with the whole Black American, like, it's, it's a whole thing. I've, I've seen other countries where your blackness or because you're black from America, depending on where you go, you may, you, you're not looked at in a demeaning way. What you're that looked at, though, but see, here's, here's, <laughs> here's why that is. Here's why that is, guys. I'm a, this is, we are now going to a different side, but I'm going to tell you why that is, because that is a very good point. And I'm going to tell you exactly why that is. I'm one of those people, I'm international, baby. I'm international, baby. I'm going to tell you exactly why that is. It's this thing called guilt. Mm. It's this thing called guilt. And here's why I say this. It's this thing called white guilt. And this is why I say that. And y'all can, y'all can turn channel, click channel, tell me I'm wrong. You haven't even listened to my reason and my logic and the truth behind the statement. But I, for those who have stayed as annoyed as you may be and be like, what you mean? Here's exactly what I mean. Because all of the issues that happen in the United States happen in other countries where colonization happened, where the slave trade happened. I know that a lot of Americans, I know America, the United States of America likes to think that they're unique. They're not. The transatlantic slave trade happened transatlantically. That includes all of the Americas, North, Central, and South. If everybody wants to be technical, more slaves were sent to Latin America than the United States of America. That's number one. Number two, outside of, of, of Africa, Brazil has the largest Black population, not the United mm -hmm. States. Let's be very clear. Um, and the same issues that you will find in the United States, you will find in Brazil. You don't believe me? Go watch with subtitles, because I know, I know, guys. But go watch Brazilian news, okay? You can find it. The internet exists. Go read, you might get it translated, a Brazilian uh, magazine or newspaper, and you will find the exact same stuff you find in the United States in the Brazil, I promise you. Here's why it's different. The same reason and the exact same way that if, let's do this point blank. If a Black Brazilian comes to the United, comes to the United States, what are they first? Black or Brazilian? Brazilian. Brazilian. Right. Okay. As a black woman, black American woman, if I go to Brazil, what am I considered first, black or American? American. Right. Now let's do this though. But that black Brazilian in Brazil is considered what first, black or Brazilian? Black. Right. In the United States of America, uh, I am a black American. What am I considered first? Black. Exactly. That's why. But why? Because of the guilt. And I say white guilt because that's who created these structures and these systems. 
if I'm I'm a black woman, and I say this because I I've, I've done this. I'm the type of person to, I will lie for social for social tests because I'm that person. I remember in college I did this little social experiment. Y'all, I, I lie to people all the time because I always want to see what people do. And I did a social experiment, and let me tell you, when I told people that I was Jamaican, that my mom was Jamaican. The res- and I'm talking white people, the response I got was different than when they thought I was black. It was like, oh, you're black. And I was like, well, actually, my mom's Jamaican and my dad, I don't know what I said my dad was. I, th- I think I said, I don't I said my mom's Jamaican just left her there. I was like, actually, I'm Jamaican. Oh, oh my God. Then it's these questions because, oh, I don't know you. I don't know anything about Jamaican culture. Do you guys do this? What it- it's all these questions. The problem is there's these assumptions made and we're now we're getting back to the black enough. There are assumptions made about the black American culture because of the media. All of mm-hmm. All of it. And so because of that, when white people, when non-black people, I don't even do this exclusively to white people. When non-black people see black people, they go, oh, I know what you're about, even though no, you don't. And black people do that to each other as well. To each other. And that's what we're talking about in this episode of For the Culture. The black people that do it to each other. Like, how do you expect other non-black people to look at us a certain way if our blackness is always challenged by us? Because we don't do stereotypical things. But then you want other people to not judge you on a stereotypical manner. If we're not going to accept and acknowledge and respect the breadth, depth, range, and variety that exists within our own culture, then you can't expect other people to either. No, it's called get your... Our mamas, as y'all like to say, our black mamas used to say, get your house in order. That's what we're saying. And the house of the Black African-American culture has been out of order for a long time. So while we're out here doing all the marching and the protesting, I'm, hey, I'm with it. I, I understand. We got to start somewhere. But the first place we need to start is at home. And I really don't expect every Black person to be perfect. That's just, that's funny. Oh, absolutely not. That's just not going to be it. My issue is, the best don't come majority. to me about how I'm not black enough because I don't like X, Y, and Z movie or because I don't fit into whatever box of blackness you want me to be. And then you're mad at Susie, Katie, Karen, as everybody likes to call them now, because she tries to then put your black tail in her own little in box. that box. And you have an attitude. But you're trying to right. box me. And often you're trying to put me in the same box she's trying to put you in. You mad, she's trying to put you in that box. But you don't expect me to be mad. Like we were saying in reference to movies, my husband and I, I'll be honest with you, we have this uh, conversation quite a lot. Oh, well, you, you ain't watched this. You And I look at him and I go, but you didn't live that either, realistically. There were certain parts you might be able to relate to, but you, you live that lifestyle. So why is this such... A pillar, die hard, oh my God thing. Like he gets on me all the time. Oh, you don't want to do nothing but want to watch white movies. Well, let's look. Yes, do I know 
that there are tons of black movies. Absolutely. But there are very few with decent quality. I like to watch personally horror movies. You ain't gonna find a whole bunch of us in a horror movie. It ain't gonna be no movie. We die first and most. I mean, yes, but realistically, if an all-black forecast, that movie's gonna be over so fast because naturally our instinct is not the same. Dump. It's not. It's <laughs> not. And that's just natural. So you have that. So it's not gonna be a movie. So horror, more than likely, it's gonna be white people. Or a horror uh, movie with a black cast, and it's not the key and peel goes like it's this. a comedy. You see, it's, no, it's it. This is Brooklyn. it. I'm gonna it's tell you, Vampire in Brooklyn. That's what a horror movie. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you exactly how it goes. Y'all hear that upstairs? Yeah. We out. Roll credits. That's, that's it. Roll credits. We out. Roll credits. And we're done. And we're done. And we're done. You might get now, and this is the thing. Dependent now, this is where I will say your economics can vary. If you are in the hood, you might get a group of us, not one, a group of us to go see, like say we heard something break. Like, you know, you might think somebody breaking in the house. Everybody's going. Yes. Everybody's gonna have what? A weapon of some sort. If you grab the wrong weapon. Somebody will tell you what the heck you doing with that. If you don't go get some playing games, like it's gonna be that. And then who, if somebody's upstairs, they get their butt kicked. Movie's over. If it is some type of crazy entity, everybody drops their weapon and they hold tail. Boom. Movie's Movie over. over. Like that, that. That's how that goes. And you gonna get some. You know, some comedy in it because it's gonna be funny as well. Um, it love movies. I am a romance drama romance fanatic. I love them. Anything involving a wedding, I love to watch. So, twenty-seven dresses, um, bride wars, uh, like anything. Um, the Jennifer Lopez movie, The Wedding Planner. Like, I am that person. I, my best friend's wedding, I will sit and watch those things. Um, the movie with Betty White, may she rest in peace. That was that was like my grandmother that she knows she had a grandchild and her name was me. Um, <laughs> Betty White, uh, with uh Sandra Bullock, um, there, and that's my favorite movie when she was hollering to the window. <laughs> Whoa, I love that movie. <laughs> the proposal. <laughs> like all of that, that's that brings me joy. It and that's another thing. When I, I there even in the drama, I want some type of joy. Outside of the best men's wedding, the best men's holiday, brown sugar. What do we have? I like loving basketball, but that's love. Yeah, loving basketball, but to me, like Jason's lyric was trash. I watched it. I don't remember it anymore. I really don't remember it. That's why it's trash. I don't remember Jason. When I told someone that, oh my god, 
set it off. Set it off, I actually appreciate. And I think it's because to me, it was the first, again, classic. Why it's a classic? It was the first of its kind. You didn't really have that for black women. And you I can appreciate you it for that, but, but I don't like it. Dead presidents. Yep. Oh, don't care. Dead presidents. Dead. Nope. Don't care. And these are things that I've seen, but I'm not. But all you out there, or dead presidents on TV, I'm not watching it again. I love it. But will I watch the Italian job 20 times? Yes. Yes, I will. I feel like, okay. <laughs> it's okay. But, but that's... Well, no, I was going to say, I feel like we... I'm not really into romance. I had, and I, first of all, let's, let's do this. When we talked about holiday movies, I said flat that I really don't watch black holiday movies and I explained exactly why. I, that's not my thing. Um, my issue with movies tends to be or even show media in general, as far as visual, not talking music, visual media tends to be that it's narrow and it's extreme. Mm-hmm. And even with the romance, I can't, I can't relate to these characters because I hate how they speak. Like I, I, the reason I can do, like I, I, I liked. Uh, the, the one made in Manhattan. I like made in Manhattan with mm-hmm. Jennifer Lopez. I can do that. But if Jennifer Lopez was talking like the stereotypical Puerto Rican, I wouldn't have watched that movie either. Correct. I, that's my issue. It's like when they get you, I, all I can think of is Robert Townsend's movie, um, Black Hollywood Shuffle or Hollywood Shuffle or something. All I can think I of is that. All I can think of is that in the moment when the dude was like, when the white guy at the casting and the white dude was like, oh, we need you to be blacker. And the guy was like, Robert Thompson, because he's well-spoken, was like, I, I mean, I'm going to shoot you. I don't remember the lyrics. I don't remember the words. I, haven't, I only seen like once. But I remember the guy being like, I'll shoot you. No, you got to say it blacker. I'm eyes going to shoot you. And I'm like, who talks like that? But that's the issue. Because a lot of these things we still don't own. Like, we're still not writing, directing, directing being the big part of this. So you still have non-Black people putting on Black people what they think Black people should talk and sound like. And I know that Issa Rae has spoken on that. I know that uh, Kevin on stage has spoken on that. I know that um, Key, Key of Key and Peel has spoken on that. And that, and I feel like these are the reasons that people need to changing it into, into making these things and making these movies. Um, and we aren't saying that it's not slowly happening. We have definitely seen the okay. progression from what when we were younger and if you know even from our parents watching the foxy browns which which watching that as an adult was like what in the world but thinking about the time you kind of had to be cheesy to and black to get seen so it's it's we're gonna play the game so i understand that but watching it go from something like that the shafts the foxy browns to where we right to where we are now, we do recognize the growth. What we're saying is, and I'm sorry to cut you off, what we're saying is just because that's not my preference to watch or to engulf, um, I'm not going to engulf in that part of entertainment. Well, my Black Paw got to get revoked. 
Why, well, why am I, oh, you, you not for the culture? Well, is it really for the culture if the culture is not making it? I'm gonna ask you, I mean, flat, period. Don't sit here and tell me you're not black because you didn't you didn't get it. Cause and again, part of this also came because if you've seen her on Instagram, Angel watches for <laughs> she watches black movies for the first time because her honest too. And I think she's in like her 20s and 30s. I know she's done it on Kevin on stage, whatever, but she watched like she's watched them anyway. But that was my my thing is. For example, she had a whole bunch to say about color purple, and people were like, oh my God, no, that's our movie. How you gonna come back to color? Y'all realize Steven Spielberg directed color purple, right? No, you realize that a gay, a, a white now gay, I guess, let him tell it, man directed the color purple, right? Like a lot of these movies that are black people hold so are quick to revoke your card on. The black faces you see on the front of the screen. Yes, there may be black faces that you see in the front, but the back, that director, that producer, that writer, that all of this, writer may questionable if they based it on a book. It's not. <clears throat> so at the same time, you ready to steal my, my black card because I don't like this quote unquote, this predominantly, this predominantly black casted movie directed by a white dude. I'm not here for it, but you want to take my black card because what? Like, make that make sense anyway. Make yeah, that make sense anyway. I think that goes to what you were saying as far as seeing that many people on the screen and X, Y, and Z and major roles. And that's what I chucked that up to. Um, and I've, I've watched a TikToker literally, like, I watched a TikToker go through some movies and talk about the toxicity of the storylines. And she was talking about it. And she um, also talked about, talks about some of the songs, you know, that our parents listen to. And then when you get older, you listen to, you go, oh, my God. Um, so we understand that those things exist. Um, and part of it is simply entertainment. But because it's simply entertainment, don't apply that to my everyday life and who I am. Don't apply because I don't watch Power or any of the spinoffs that I'm not black enough. Don't because I don't listen to mumble rap. My black card is revoked because I prefer to speak properly. I'm not black enough, and I, 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 and that's a struggle area for me because I, I go in and out. <laughs> but because I choose to sit up straight, or because I don't want the twenty-inch rims, tinted windows, music blowing out my speakers, I'm not black enough because I prefer wine over Hennessy that I'm not black enough. Because my wine palette extends beyond Moscato. That I'm not black enough. <laughs> so, and I think as far as our culture goes, that's the cultural, the cultural, I think I said that right, problem or issue that exists. And it's like, why? 
But why? And that's what I want to know from us, honestly. Why? Why? I'm saying, why is my card revoked? Because, and like you say, I get that there are all these black people on screen, but you have to understand how asinine that says that sounds to me personally. For somebody to tell me that my black card is revoked because I'm not praising this movie that was directed by this white guy about black culture. Like how how crazy is that? But then but now it's this thing, oh, the colonizers. But you ain't revoked my past because I'm not all over this movie that was directed by the colonizer, even though he put black face on. Like, what's the difference? Black, if that's the case, then so my cars are vote because I don't like all the I don't really like the black exploitation movies of the 70s, which did like other than other than like the only thing they really did was put black people on screen. And so started having us on screen. I mean, and we, and we thank you to the Pam Breers of the world and all that. We thank you, you know. Eddie Murphy's, uh, Bill Cosby. John, um, the dude that played Chef, Richard Brown. Yeah, all, we all thank them. all y'all. We thank y'all for your What's her name? Eartha Kitt. Uh, all, all of us. I'm not going down the list. We get it. Sydney Poitier. Rest in peace. Appreciate every I piece I don't think of Sydney did black exploitation, though. I don't think black No, I'm just saying, but he was on screen. Oh. No, but no, but my point was specifically of black exploitation. Oh, okay. Because black exploitation movies, to me, because all of them are about pimps, hoes, and drug dealers. The only good thing about black exploitation was the fact that you had black people on screen. Like, right. let's just acknowledge that's the only, that's, you had to start somewhere, and that's where you started. And they weren't going to give you, they get, again, they weren't going to give a lot of us the ability to show more range than just pimps, hoes, and drug dealers. Sidney Poitier, again, he didn't go that route, but there's usually one or two the Denver, Will Smith yeah. who go beyond that. But even still, we as a culture, and I'm so thankful when I see stuff like, I remember when Underground was coming out, right? And I remember, I, I never watched it, but I remember seeing in Instagram a lot of people like, can we get past the slave movies, please? And I was like, Thank you, because I, I thought I was by myself on that. Or no, no. even when even when Power First came out, there were a lot of people who were like, yeah, so we back to drug dealers? And I was like, thank, thank you, guys. I thought I was the only one. I, so no. I, will, so I, I wish you. I will say, I think as long as those of us who are expect more, want more, need more, are vocal about that, we will continue to get more in oh, the making of that from the culture itself. I'm not a big fan of her work, quite frankly, but I appreciate Issa Rae going beyond that. I haven't seen Harlem, but I hear it's not like about that. So I appreciate them going beyond that. Like, wait, Harlem, which is the show? Yeah, the show, Harlem, on... <laughs> Amazon, I'm not, I mean, it's not, that's not my thing. That's, that's my husband's show. I'm be honest. It's to me, it's still a typical, it's it, to me, it's still, it's like a Malcolm X. It's like a Martin Luther King bio. It's, mm. it's I think the point is, I feel like as more and more of us keep demanding better quality, it will happen. We acknowledge right. the fact that things had to start somewhere and just getting on the mm-hmm. screen in the first place was the first step in the 70s. And we are evolving and, and, and appreciative of that. And the fact that you even now have Black creators and directors 
um, doing this work and not just relying on these stories. But we as Black people then also need to acknowledge, and I, I'll say it again because I said it earlier, the range, depth, breadth, and variety that we are. Everybody is not, we need to stop trying to box ourselves in and saying, oh, if you don't like this, then you're not Black. That's no better than somebody telling you if you don't vote for me, you're not Black. Uh, it's the same thing, guys. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. It's the same thing. It's the exact same thing. If you don't vote this way, you're not Black. If you don't think this way, you're not Black. If you don't do this, you're not Black. If you don't believe this, you're not Black. If this ain't on your top 10 movies, you're not Black. If you don't follow the masses, and what we've been told as Black people we're supposed to do, because that's what a lot of this comes down to. We as Black people have been told we're supposed to like this, do this, think this, be this, vote this, eat this. If you don't, then you ain't one of us. And I'm going to tell you right now, I don't even think people can revoke my Black card. It's been revoked so much, y'all can have Because if liking and supporting and encouraging a lot of the nonsense that's out there is what makes, is, is, gonna, is what Blackness is, and I ain't have it. I'm not saying that I want to be white. I'm not saying I want to be Asian. I just be nothing. Y'all be purple. That's my favorite color. Y'all favorite color is pink, but that's too close to the other stuff. I'll be purple. Y'all can keep it because it's it's what is it? We yeah, have to I, also I, stop, and this is where a lot of this comes in from media specifically. We have to stop glorifying the struggle. I'm not saying that struggles don't happen and I'm not saying they're not good lessons and they're not for you to learn and grow and move forward. But you need to grow and move forward. We have to stop this whole, oh, you didn't grow up in it because this is what it used to be in the 90s. I don't know about now. You didn't grow up in the hood. Oh, you're not black. I got told I wasn't black a lot because I said I knew words in third grade that had more than two syllables and I used them regularly and I could spell them. So we need to stop equating intelligence to non-blackness. Mm. We need, there's a lot of this stuff that needs to happen. I'm gonna say this, this is gonna be my last point, I promise and I'm gonna I need, I need my church fan, cause I feel like preaching right I'm now. about to say this one last thing, and then and then this is how I'm gonna end it, guys. If I can remember what I was gonna say, cause you threw me with the church <laughs> You threw me with the church fan. You know, we get podcast amnesia. We get rant amnesia. I did, because you definitely caught me with the, with the church fan. Um, what was I saying? You said we need to stop equating intelligence with being Black. Or not being Bam. intelligent. This is what I'm going to say. The recall. There's, there are two sides to white supremacy, to that coin. By definition, Something cannot be supreme or high unless something is inferior. Hear me when I say this, my people, please, please, if you know nothing else. This is by definition. You cannot have a first place without a second. You cannot have a top without a bottom. You cannot have supreme without inferior. You cannot have superior without inferior. And the reason this is important is because there are two sides to that coin of white supremacy. The top, which everybody acknowledges, is white supremacy. The bottom, which people don't want to talk about, Black people for the culture, I'm going to talk about it, 
is black inferiority. And here's where we fail. Here's where the culture fails. We have allowed ourselves to believe that we are inferior in a lot of ways. You will not ever hear a black person say white people are superior, but you will hear a lot of black people say and do actions that reflect that they think, feel, or believe black people to be inferior. Mm -hmm. Which means by definition, you are indeed supporting white supremacy by believing that you're inferior. If you are one of those people or you are raising children who are this type of person to say, oh, you talk white because someone speaks properly, then what you're saying is black people cannot do that. They are incapable of that. They are inferior. And, and, and so they cannot do that. You're supporting white supremacy through that. If you are one of those people who go, oh, black people can't, man, black people can't work together. They can't never get together. They can't. You are saying black people don't have the capacity. They are inferior beneath the ability to be able to work together. You are supporting white supremacy through that statement. If you are one of those people to say black people can't own a business, I don't like black, black people can't do this. If that's what you continue to put out there to yourself and or your children, you are supporting white superiority, white supremacy by being a, a participating member in the promotion and belief of black inferiority. That is what needs to stop. And ladies and gentlemen, to piggyback on what she's saying is, well, what we're saying, actually. Well, she said a lot in a very intelligent way. And I appreciate her for that. I'm going to say, to conclude this, um, what in reference to what she just said, we are all or have all been guilty of it at some point. Rather it been a simple comment, oh, that's white people stuff. Um, and we're not saying that everything is this deep all the time. No, we understand that sometimes when we say, oh, that's white people stuff, like we were talking about the horror movie, that to make light of certain things, we, we, we understand the cultural difference between the two of us. What we're saying is let's not put us down because we don't choose to agree with you, period, or the masses. Um, it's okay to joke. It's okay to make light of things. But when... Light when you take something that's light and then you keep going with it and then you start seeing other results come from it, that's what we're talking about. Because you can take a joke too far. You can take a simple statement too far. And ultimately, that's something that our culture does quite often. So let's be more aware. Um, and less quick to revoke somebody's blackness because it doesn't agree with the masses. Or because it doesn't reflect ours. And I'll say this, I, I promise it's the last thing, but just because <laughs> but just because you said that, I want to piggyback on that point because we talked, we've recently talked about femininity, masculinity, and now blackness. 
And all of these are not going to look the same in anybody. The same way that when we talked about femininity during Sis Let's Wine two weeks ago, that's what it is. Our femininity is different. The same way you would never walk up to another, let's be real, black women, you're not going to walk up to another black woman and be like, oh girl, that's what you got on? Oh, you ain't feminine. You got on a blazer? Mm -mm. Oh, you got on pants and not a skirt? You're not feminine. Oh, your hair is braided and it's not out? Oh, you're not feminine. The same way that it would be asinine for a man to walk up to another man and tell him, ah, man, like, you pull her, you pull her chair out. You ain't a man. What? You know what I mean? Like, especially with all the simp stuff and the pick me crap, which that's a wine. And we will time. touch bases on that. That's a wine number for another time. But with all of that, y'all gonna be mad at me. Blackness is the same thing. Blackness is is going to look different because we are all different. If we come and we all acknowledge that we come in the variety of shades, complexions that we come in from albino to the blackest black, purple, blue, black. And I'm not saying that to be insulting. I'm, I'm being serious. No, we we're serious. Right. In that whole full scale range of just skin tone shades, then we have to acknowledge that personality, character, experience is going to be at least, at least as wide as our complexions. Come on, guys. Come on. And on that note, I will say cheers to that. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we hope that um, you stuck with us for this, the entirety of um, For the Culture. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we will be speaking on this, not specifically this, but we'll be speaking on other cultural topics each and every fourth Wednesday of the month. So if you would like to hear more, please subscribe, hit the subscribe button below. If you agree or even disagree, because we are here for the um, healthy debates, healthy, healthy disagreements, healthy discussions. We're here for you. You don't have to agree with us. Um, so if, if you don't and you have something to say and you want to speak on it, you have an opinion, by all means, you can share it respectfully because um, we don't tolerate disrespect from anyone, period. Um, so use the right punctuations and emojis. <laughs> oh, um, Capitalization matters. <laughs> Watch your oh, but watch your all of that, all of it. But um, yeah, guys, please, we're we're here for the conversation. Um, we're here for the topic. If you feel that maybe you want to come on the show and discuss something, uh, we, hey, well, we we will take a glass of wine and put you on the Zoom, <laughs> and we can talk about it. Okay, just comment, comment, subscribe, share, tell a friend to tell a friend. Join us on the couch <laughs> each and every Wednesday. Um, so before we close out, Siobhan, let us know it's what rosé. you're rating on your, your rosé. So I'm going to be real quick and say that this six is a lie. It's more like an eight and a half to a nine, but it was good. Ooh, a, a sweet, sweet rosé? Yeah. Yeah, to me. Mm. It tasted like 
I mean, if it's sweet, it's you. It was it was up there. Maybe not exactly cotton candy, but it was it was up there. Um, it was good. I mean, I enjoyed it. I definitely kept drinking it. I also haven't like had anything to drink for a while, and I, I definitely need some water right now. But again, for taste, taste on this, I would give it like a three five. But for a wine, as we said, as I said last week, like it's more along the sparkling cider. It's not really a true wine. So I would say taste is like a three five. For a wine, to me, it's probably like a one five. That's where I sit with it. Um, I can't even tell you what's in it. I can tell you that it's probably like a medium body. Literally ingredients though. I don't know why I never thought to read these before. I didn't realize they put them in here. It says wine, water, grape, must, sugar, natural flavors, sulfur dioxide, antioxidant, no juice added. Guys, this reads like a juice drink. You know what I mean? Like wines don't, <laughs> wines don't read that way with their ingredients. Like, ingredients wine your first ingredient is why i mean what else would you anyway yeah so uh three five taste one five wine. grapefruit juice <laughs> god it's it's just yeah um oh <laughs> uh, well hey look that's your honest opinion um ladies and gentlemen we will be doing our very first live and in person wine tasting on uh january 22nd at this will have already aired after this honey. oh scratch that <laughs> i don't really know hold on pause yeah it will have already had okay so basically we hope that you checked out the live wide thing. We record two weeks early, guys. So y'all gotta bear with us. Yeah, he, he got we, 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 we that's we we gotta get this, yeah. Um as yep. So <laughs> uh yeah, because that just jacked up my entire chain of thought. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed our live wine tasting as Siobhan has just stated <laughs> and we will be doing that each and every month to give each other a chance to taste the wines that the other has had because we like to sip on different things as you know um ladies oh, and gentlemen this my, oh sorry <laughs> so Go just ahead. so everyone is clear so our live wine outs are every fourth Saturday on Instagram and on YouTube, if you can, Instagram a little something, the number two, wine about, uh, we here on YouTube. So, you know, or you can just watch it here on YouTube every fourth Saturday, it'll be live. If you miss it, doesn't matter. Every first Wednesday, you can watch the recording or listen to it on your podcast platform. That's Amen. <laughs> yup. And as always, <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a little one. <laughs> like and subscribe. Bye, guys. <laughs> <laughs>